Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 145. We're going to spend some time today talking about how we help our players really learn new skills or improve the skills that they have. Before we do that, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. It's a great way for you to save a little bit of money on a great bat and also help support everything fast pitch at the same time. Now let's talk about patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. If you are in a position where you can come on board and become a patron, Coach Don and I need the support. We need the help. There's just no nice way to say it. Our patrons have kept this ship afloat, have kept us moving forward, but the current world that we're living in, we need some more people to come on board and help out. Everything about the podcast world is getting more expensive. So if you see value in what we're doing, if you can help out, we're talking about five, 10 or 20 bucks a month. I know that all of you are in a pinch now too, but if you're in a position where you can help, if you see some value in what we're doing, if you're taking advantage of the stuff that we're sharing, please consider becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch, and it's all going to be explained to you there. Let's keep things going. Yeah. yeah. So Don, human nature is something I talk about with hitters and, and players all the time. The comfort zone, as it's mentioned in, in an article that uh, Stan shared with us, is kind of what I think about when I think of human nature, which is most people want to keep doing what they're already good at. They want to keep doing what they're comfortable with. And because of that, it really limits, greatly limits the opportunity they have to find out how capable they really might be. Sure. No, I think that uh, when you're good at something, you want to keep doing it, right? Right. And the example I use in hitting all the time is, how many kids do you work with that when the ball's dead middle, when the tee's dead middle, they hit a screaming line drive every time? The vast majority. Sure. If you leave them to their own devices and you just give them a tee and a bow net, what are they going to do every single time? They're going to do what they're good at. Right. They're going to set that tee back up dead center, dead middle, so that they can keep driving that ball and, and hitting screamers and feeling really good about themselves. Now, there's nothing wrong with a little bit of confidence building, but I ask this of hitters all the time. So um, you're really good at hitting that pitch down the middle, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. No, I, I work on that all the time. So well, how much time do you think the pitcher spends Throwing trying to throw it right down, down the, the middle? middle. Mm -hmm. like, well, they never want to throw it down the middle. So how foolish is it for us to spend all our time getting really good at something that the pitcher is determined to never let us do? So we have to stretch ourselves a little bit. We have to move outside our comfort zone and, and expand on some things. Now, in the article that Stan shared with us kind of sums this up is there's also another extreme from the comfort zone, and that's the panic zone, which is I'm so far out over my skis. I'm so far beyond what I'm capable of doing that that's kind of unproductive too. You know, we, We've talked about this, like fielding is a perfect example. We've got an eight-year-old player who's just learning how to play the game. And she's got a coach who thinks the best way to help her get better is to give her a pancake glove and hit missiles at her over and over and over again in practice. Well, 
She's so far out of her comfort zone. She's so far beyond her skill level and her capability level that she's not learning anything except maybe self-defense right. and, and definitely fear and definitely a whole lot of other negative things that aren't helping her become a better player. So we've got that panic zone kind of feeling so far beyond what we're capable of doing that that's unproductive too. So the secret now is for us to find this stretch zone, this area where it's pushing us outside our comfort zone. It's pushing us beyond what we know we're already good at, but not so far beyond it that we become frightened or, or intimidated or you know, just so panicked that we can't gain anything from it. And so that's kind of the message for our coaches today is we have to be aware enough of what's going on. We have to be paying attention enough to what's going on to recognize the human nature aspect of what we're doing. If we want our players to improve and if the kids want to improve, they want to learn new skills, we're going to have to stretch them out a little bit. Yeah, no, and as you're saying with uh, hitting ground balls or like a pitching machine that's just way overmatched. Right. Pitching it so quick that if they hit it, it was lucky and that they're not using good form or good technique. There's there's somewhere in the middle that right. can be productive and challenging, right? Yeah, kind of a progression, I guess, is the best way for us to be thinking about it. So if we're working with, a, uh, let's say, a, a younger player for this example, and They've gotten to the point where their mechanics are strong enough, their you know fundamentals of hitting are good enough that they're hitting the ball really clean off the tee. You know they're they're having some success and hitting the ball really consistently at let's say I don't know thirty miles an hour, and they're starting to feel really good about themselves. They're getting really good at hitting that thirty mile an hour pitch that's down the middle. Well then. We need to push beyond that and start saying, okay, we're going to work more on the inside pitch and the outside pitch. And maybe we're going to go up five miles an hour. Maybe we're going to try 35. Let them get good at that again. So now they feel really good about the pitch down the middle. They feel really good about the inside pitch. They feel really good about the outside pitch at 35 miles an hour. So then we're going to say, okay, so the next step might be we're going to amp up another five miles an hour on the, the velocity. And now we're going to add in the changeup. So now we've got inside, outside, and change of speed. And then the next step might be now we add in the rise ball and the drop ball. You know, we add in the decision making about whether it's a strike or not. We add in the decision making about whether it's a pitch I should hit or not. And by stretching out a little bit at a time, I think we can see these players gain confidence that that they can do it, but also gain the skills and the abilities to do it as well as they possibly can. Yeah, no, I think that that progression is nice, Tori, and and it's comfortable and reasonable. Right. And it's going to be um, preparing us for the game yeah, rather than just find out what we can do. Right. And, uh, and overload. Yeah and, yeah. and now there is a little bit to be gained, I think, in some situations of players trying to, I guess, being pushed outside their comfort zone. But I think that we have to pay attention to the fact that there's a big difference between slowly, methodically gaining confidence and building up on those skills. Moralizing. Right. Our, yeah. Versus the breaking them down to the point where they, they're terrified, you know, scared. Perfect example, there's a player that I have coached in the past, that I've worked with in the past. There's just no nice way to say it. Her dad is that dad. He's tough. Yeah, he's yeah. tough. And he really does think that he's helping her by taking her to the park, giving her a pancake glove and you know a bucket of balls and hitting missiles at her all day long. And now what I will say is that for this one player, I've seen her make some really amazing plays. I also see her screw up the most fundamental routine plays all the time because there's no 
foundation to what she's doing. No middle. Yeah, the yeah. what has she learned with the missiles being hit at her? Self-defense. How to flip your glove and lunge at a ball that you know some people might not be able to get to. But I also see a kid that will get a three-hopper that should be the easiest out of the weekend hit to her in the same game. She'll make a diving stop on a ball in foul territory and look like she belongs on ESPN's top 10 and then kick three routine ground balls because she doesn't have the done, fundamental done, skills. Done so many of the others yeah. that we didn't do the regular. Yeah, and, and she never built up to the point of saying, okay, I've, I've accomplished A, now I'm going to move on to B. And I've accomplished B, now I'm going to move on to C. And now I've accomplished C. So that means now I'm really good at these fundamental things. She's gone from zero to 100 miles an hour, from A to Z, with no steps in between. So in her case, she's capable of making some amazing plays, but she's not a great player because she doesn't have any of the, the basic skills to support it. To me, I think it's that same kind of idea for us as coaches. We need to stretch the boundaries we need to push the players outside that comfort zone a little bit but that stretch zone is way different than that panic zone if they're out there flinching you're running away from the ball screaming in fear when you're hitting it or or pitching it um you know we've got to rethink that see and again i'm always the one to to throw the the defense up for whoever it is that's uh doing what we did when we were younger i can remember being put up against the fence and having rockets hit at me, you know, just in the beginning, because that's just what it was. And, um, you know, for us to replicate the training that we did when we were kids is kind of instinctive. So we have to kind of resist that, right. that feeling like this is how it was then. So this is how it should be now. And, and it's just maybe not that way, or maybe there's a better way to, right. to approach it. Like you're talking about. I like it. Yeah. Well, I think that's why this discussion is so valuable because, you know, everything keeps evolving in this game. When, I think back to the stuff I thought was cutting edge hitting teaching, you know, cutting edge hitting, you know, back in the 90s compared to what I think now. When I think back to the things I used to teach hitters compared to what I would teach now, it's just so shockingly different that if we kind of keep that all in perspective, just because our dads or our coaches were all cut from that uh, Vince Lombardi, Bear Bryant, Bobby Knight mold doesn't mean that that was the only way to do it. Now, for some of us, it worked out well. For some of us, it didn't work out very well. You know, for every one of us that went through the trial by fire, you know, my dad's going to take me to the park this weekend and and put me up against the wall of the Dunkin' Donuts or whatever. Did I look forward to that? And hit rockets at me. Right. For every one of us that came out at the other side and felt like we were a better player for it, there's probably five kids that, you know, eventually ended up doing anything but playing ball right you know no they might have picked another sport they might have picked another activity who knows you know maybe uh you know some famous musician was gigantically successful business person now Uh, bill gates might have turned into bill gates because his dad took him out when he was six years old and hit missiles at him and he said oh screw this baseball thing i'm gonna play with computers (laughs) i'm gonna go be a you know rock star yeah Yeah. so so it might have worked out just fine you know that that uh, because bill gates's dad decided to hit rockets at him and scared him away from baseball that he became a computer genius now that's just a, a fictitious example but who knows for sure how many kids get scared away from the game or end up not wanting to play the game because of those same kinds of coaches. And so the moral to the story is we, we have to understand human nature, and if we let kids stay where they're at, they'll stay there forever. So that's part of our job as coaches. So we have to find a way to 
systematically, methodically, slowly but surely build the foundation and build up the layers so that they can stretch themselves, so they can become better. If we can challenge them but make it safe, if we can challenge them and it's appropriate for the next step in their development, they're going to keep getting better. If we try to skip a bunch of steps in the middle and go from, hey, she can feel the ground ball to, hey, she should be climbing the fence and robbing home runs and there's nothing in between, I think we're going to end up with a whole lot of trouble. And Tori, we probably have both ends of the spectrum listening, right? Right. There's, there's going to, and the idea I think uh, that you're getting at is that um, we need to figure out where we are on that spectrum and then make sure that we're varying a little bit. Right. Yeah. Well, and, and the most important thing is, is I firmly believe we need to push kids to get better, but we have to have a system in place and an idea of how we're going to do it. And unfortunately, I think what happens most of the time now, and again, kind of going back to our youth, if I would make an error, my coach or my dad would think, hey, let's just go out and scorch the ball at him. He'll figure out how to field that ball. And probably what would have been better is if we said, okay, now you made this error. Here's why you made this error. Let's work on this next step to improve your skills and to make you a little bit better at it. You get a versus, better, first, better first step. Right. Rather than, you know, yeah. Versus figure it out or die. You know, figure it out or be bruised. You know, I mean, and to me, I think that's unfortunately kind of the system that, that too many of us fall back on. Yeah. No, I remember, Tori, that fence behind me was just so that they could hit more of them at us. We didn't have yeah, to chase them. Yeah, right? you didn't have to yeah. chase them. There, 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 <laughs> it was no other. Um, yeah, no. Uh, everybody in our generation has been there where your dad or your coach takes the bucket of balls and goes yeah. out to the pitching mound or goes out to second base or yeah. however far away they want to go. They put you between home plate and the fence so that when you miss the 99% of the balls you're going to miss because they're going to hit balls that you have no chance of fielding. Yep. So they're all right there so we can pick them up so they can load up the bucket and do it again. I wasn't going to be wasting their time. Yeah, you, you weren't yeah. going to get, you know, get a chance to watch that ball go past you at shortstop and go out in the outfield and then have to go pick it up. Take it was going to be right there nice and close. Yep. And, so, and again, we all have been in that position. We just want our coaches to be smart enough to not put their players in that position very often ever again. I so. like it. So, Don, that's going to wrap up number 145. If you have questions or ideas, suggestions, make sure you reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. As always, make sure you support our sponsors, uh, the Anderson Bat Company, and patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. If you're in a position to do so, we would love for you to become a patron. Go to patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch, and I'll explain to you there. You can also go to the fastpitchprep.com website, order your Square Cuts training discs, they're forty nine ninety five a dozen, and unlike everything else in the world, we have them, and we're happy to send them to you right away. And if you don't have some, you need them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tori saying thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.